Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and before we get into the next episode of the award-winning on-demand audio experience, it's never won an award, but that could all change as I like to say that is the Frugal Snobs podcast. I first wanted to thank everyone for your continued loyalty and listenership to the Frugal Snobs podcast. We greatly appreciate it, and we enjoy what we do, but we can't do what we do without your help, folks. There are three easy ways that you can help out the Frugal Snobs project. The first is by taking the PodTrack survey. Simply go to FrugalSnobs.com. Click on the link on the homepage. You'll be taken to the PodTrack survey, and in five to ten minutes, you'll help us collect critical demographic information and to also be able to align potential advertisers and sponsors for the Frugal Snobs podcast. It's an organic show, everyone, so we produce everything ourselves. But if we are going to be reading ad copy, we hope it's for products and services that you find useful and beneficial. The second way you can help out the project is by doing your Amazon shopping, folks, but by using the Frugal Snobs. Simply go to frugalsnobs.com, use the Amazon search widget on the homepage, search for your product of choice, click on it from the search results, You'll be taken to an Amazon landing page, and from there, you can use your standard or prime Amazon account to complete your purchase, and in the process, you help us out, folks, for absolutely free, F-R-E-E, it's my favorite four-letter word, doesn't cost you a thing to help out the Frugal Snuffs project, and as a result of our Amazon associate relationship, Amazon is kind enough to kick back a few bucks, a few ducats, if you will, to help us cover production costs of the show and help us further the project. The third way you can help us out, everyone, is simply by donating directly. Go to frugalsnobs.com, click on the donate button, and through a PayPal secure-based payment, you'll be able to and free to donate an amount of your choosing to help us further the project. At any rate, everyone, we cannot do what we do without your help. We greatly appreciate the listenership and the loyalty. If you're out there, folks, listening to podcasts and you like what you hear and what we offer on this show, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes. It's the easiest and best way to capture this show on a weekly episodic basis and download it to the device of your choice. And if Stitcher is your podcatcher of choice, please be sure to add us to your Stitcher playlist. At any rate, folks, be well, never pay retail. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and welcome to episode 49 of the award-winning on-demand audio experience. Never won an award, but that could all change. I like to say that is the Frugal Snobs podcast. Now, as has become a custom here on the Frugal Snobs podcast, I have brought Christina with me. Say hello. Hello. So this week, folks, we have a lot of things to talk about. We got to talk about, of course, our shameless plugs to start us off. So let's go ahead and do that. You can find out more about us at FrugalSnobs.com. On Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs. On the Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs. You can tweet us at frugalsnobs. You can also use the hashtag frugalsnobs, all one word, to keep the discussion going, folks. If you'd like to see images of all of the posts that we're placing out at frugalsnobs.com, there's two ways to do that. One is by going to Tumblr, by going to frugalsnobs.tumblr.com, or you'll often catch many of our images twit-picked, if you will, on Twitter when we, when we actually post out um, a new post or a new review at frugalsnobs.com, so check all those out. You can also check out select video episodes of the Frugal Snobs podcast by checking out the, these episodes as well as all the short-form content by checking out our YouTube channel by going to videos. That's V-I-D-E-O-S.FrugalSnobs.com. You can also check us out on Foursquare as well. Christina was kind enough to kick off a few uh, check-ins this week, and we're very proud of our mayorships. <laughs> so, Booyah! That's right, our mayorships. We have responsibility. Do we not? At, like, over five locations. I know. We're busy. We're very, very busy people. So we're racking up all of those those awards, all those badges, all those buttons, if you will, from uh, Foursquare using the Swarm app, having a lot of fun with that as well. And, of course, you can check up on us on all of our deals that we find in the Washington, D.C. metro by checking us out on Foursquare. 
Okay, folks, and also just wanted to remind everyone that you need to register at FreelanceKnobs.com if you haven't done so already to check out all of our content. Now, some of the content is given away for free, but not much of it, folks. So if you want to pick up uh, any tips, tricks, any of our deals, any of our posts that uh, maybe for users' eyes only, including the posts that we're actually going to be placing out right after this episode is complete, you need to go register. Go to FreelanceKnobs.com, and you can register there for absolutely free using the standard login uh, and registration form, as well as using social sign-on using Facebook and or Twitter. So get out there and register if you haven't done so already. Pay model is coming, folks. I've been saying it for a while, but it is going to go into place as we head into and beyond episode 50, which we'll talk about toward the tail end of the show this week. Now, our topic is the perfect storm, and I'm going to take my time this week and uh, really talk about a couple of different areas of your career where certain circumstances may align themselves that allow you to shine uh, at your brightest. But before we get into that, we have a few stories, Bonehead of the Week Award, and a couple other things to talk about. So um, I'll go ahead and kick off the episode with a, a couple of quick reviews. The first is for the Pendulum Pilsner from Peabody Heights Brewing of Baltimore, Maryland. This is a decent beer, everybody. Uh, Christina and I actually just put together the review. It's going to go out and be posted hopefully today at fiddlesnops.com. So by the time many of you listen to this episode, it will be available. 4.5% ABV is a standard Pilsner, folks. I'm enjoying it out of the bottle as we speak. I'd recommend serving this very cold, probably around 40 to 45 degrees. It actually has a nice balance. It has some of the bolder foretaste of a pale ale, but some of the smooth aftertaste of a typical Pilsner. Very drinkable beer. Very responsibly enjoyed beer, given that it's a, a weaker 4.5% ABV as a standard non-microbrewed or commercial beer would be. Soft to the palate, decent aromatics, very mild, um, like I said, very drinkable, so... I could drink these all day, actually. They're pretty good. Um, I would probably enjoy this as a standalone, especially in the spring and summertime. But in the cooler months, such as when we get into mid and late fall, I'd probably enjoy this with maybe a thicker sandwich or even a cheeseburger. I'm a big sucker for a cheeseburger. So enjoy it, folks. It is the <clears throat> excuse me. It is the Pendulum Pilsner from Peabody Heights Brewing of Baltimore, Maryland. I would probably give this a four-star snob rating. Check out the post at frugalsnobs.com and enjoy responsibly. Okay, so that's the first item. The next item is the Yingling ice cream. Now, we've been talking about this, and Christina and I decided to sample the Yingling ice cream, did we not? Yes, we did. All right, so I believe it was a mocha java chunk ice cream. What was it? What was it called? A... I think it's a mocha java chunk. It, it was an espresso chocolate chip. Ah, sorry. You were close. This is why I bring you on the show. So it's an espresso chocolate chip. Now... I'll let Christine also give her comments on the ice cream. However, I mean, I, I was really looking forward to one of the beer-flavored ice creams from Yingling. Which they don't have. They actually just make straight ice cream. They don't have the... beer. I, the only one I saw was black and tan. That would have been good. But I'm not sure if that actually tastes like a black and tan ice cream. It might be their chocolate vanilla. True, yeah, from a marketing gimmick perspective versus tasting like or, brew, or made with the, the black and tan brew True. from Yingling. But... Anyway, folks, it's a departure from their, their typical brewing uh, habits um, and activity at Yingling. So it, it was interesting. I mean, I think the coffee ice cream, at least to me, was okay. That part of it was all right. It, sounded like a, it tastes like a standard Java or coffee ice cream. What I didn't like, though, is the, 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 the chocolate chip or the chocolate pieces, um, when you took a bite of them, they, they appeared to almost be rolled in espresso grounds. I didn't like that. It was chocolate, but a bit bitter because of the, the coffee taste to it. So you I wasn't could barely taste the chocolate. Yeah, it was mostly a coffee taste yes, to it. Yes, so, it was almost overpowering for me. Now, now for, for me, though, we have a little bit left of this pint that we were able to pick up at our local Giant Food. 
um, for absolutely free. Well, I'm sorry, a little bit of tax, right? A little bit yeah. of tax. I so. says, why do you tax free? Hey, in the Commonwealth of Virginia here in the United States, they'll tax anything. They tax air if you let them. Uh, don't let them. <laughs> or don't, don't even suggest the idea, That's or right. they will. That's our wonderful conservatism at work, right? Oh. We, we love taxes. Give me free stuff, right? It's oh. ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not liberal. <laughs> we might have just lost some <laughs> listeners there. Sorry, folks. It is the election season. We can't help it. Got to some fun. By the way, go Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the New York primary this Tuesday. So, all right, folks. So, go check out the Yingling ice cream if it's available in your area. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's it's a, a horrible effort by Yingling. I just think there there may be other flavors that might be more suitable for your palate. Now, for us, however, the, the, there is some the, um, ice cream remaining in the pint that we picked up. So, we're probably gonna throw that into a protein shake with some coffee as well as a yogurt, maybe a banana. Uh, get some good potassium, protein, vitamins, minerals that we need, along with glutamine for myself for my uh, mass building effort. Right. So. Doing pretty well, everybody. We're, we're in good spirits, very healthy. As you can tell, we're full of energy, as always. Weather's getting better here in Northern Virginia. On to our second story, which involves uh, the presence of a yellow jacket here in the podcasting studio. So, of course, today we were out and about, decided to have a cigar outside today. A very beautiful day. It was around 65 degrees at the time. It's in the low 70s right now. Blue sky sunshine on a, on a wonderful Saturday afternoon. By the way, everybody... Today is Saturday, April 16th, 2016, as we record this episode. So, anyway, come in from a wonderful experience outside. We enjoyed some nice air. Uh, really enjoyed the day. And uh, Christina, who has amazing hearing, apparently, uh, happened to hear a buzzing sound, which I did not hear. And we discovered that there was, what, a yellow jacket here in the studio? Yes, it was. So, there's a screen outside of one of the windows, folks, here at the studio. And apparently, there's a snag in the screen. And we believe this yellow jacket made his way inside. Uh, the studio. So Christina, who is a quick-acting individual, decided to capture this yellow jacket by using a very heavy glass cup. Yeah, I used a heavy glass cup. Second, I doused it with water first to kind of paralyze it. So he's immobilized? Pretty much. At first, he was kind of stunned by getting hit with about mm, 16 ounces of water. And then you put a cup over him. And then... Then slid a piece of cardboard underneath him. And then put him on the counter. And put him on a countertop. And then from there, basically, folks, put another glass on top of that glass. So right now, as we speak, as we're recording, he is basically here in the studio sitting on a countertop trying to get out of his glass, and he looks awfully upset. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're definitely grateful. Um, I am definitely allergic <laughs> to stings, so I'm glad that Christina was able to take care of this. She's a trooper. Uh, but that is our second story, folks. I always have drama for the frugal snobs. Now, uh, third story. We have a lot of stories, and this also transitions. We actually have two that transition to our Bonehead of the Week award this week. Um, the first um, we encountered today, we were going out to our local Harris Teeter, which for our international listeners as well as for listeners who are outside the eastern region of the United States, uh, is a grocery store chain uh, that is popular here in the east uh, mid-Atlantic states. Um, and we were actually out and about to pick up uh, some eggs on our EVIC reward program. Again, if you're interested in rewards programs, folks, go back to episodes 38 and 48 of the Frugal Snuts podcast. Check them out. They're very entertaining. So... Um, at any rate, we were out to pick up some eggs, under $2 for 18 of them. So not not a bad deal for us, and we need we need the protein uh, for our efforts, everybody. So anyway, we were out picking up some eggs, and uh, we stopped at a local Starbucks, picked up a coffee and a tea for Christina. And we were sitting in the car at a stoplight. A bus, everyone, a metro bus, a D.C. metro bus pulls out, doesn't look, nearly makes me spill my coffee on myself. And what did you see, Christina, when you looked over at the driver? What was he doing? Uh, after I had to switch lanes because of how 
Stevie uh, dipped out, uh, at the red light, he was actually eating. By the way, everybody, if you are a listener and you are in the D.C. metro area, that's bus 2607, be careful for this guy. <laughs> so If they uh, keep the same bus. Of course. They may, they're probably shift-based, but be careful, folks. Again, uh, your mass transit uh, officials and whatnot and, and, and operators of equipment, that's what they do, folks. They're, I think it was uh, route either 25A or 28A. Ah, okay. So... Just be careful, folks. This is what your operators do if you take mass transit every day if you're in a large city. So there you go. Eating, not paying attention. That was kind of scary. First Bonehead of the Week award goes to that driver himself. Pay attention. You're driving people, dude. It's horrible. Don't multitask while you drive. Well, you know, scientifically, no one can truly multitask, and that was a that was a, an example of that. The other story is quite funny, and it is a Bonehead of the Week <laughs> award as well. So... All right, folks, so we're early risers here at the Frugal Snobs. We were up this morning uh, getting ready to go out and about, uh, which, of course, led to our, our second story, which, in essence, was our first story this week. But this occurred just before the bus incident. So up early, getting ready to uh, go out and about, collect our deals for everybody, and become, of course, the Frugal Snobs that we are and, and uh, kind of continue the philosophy. And early around 7.30 a.m., United States Eastern Time, um, a window was open here in the studio, and we both heard a car alarm. And that's not unusual for people walking through the parking lots and whatnot. So we're thinking, okay, this early, really? I mean, a car alarm? It's ridiculous. So we keep hearing the car alarm, keep hearing the car alarm. So we're getting a little more agitated. And then we, we, we hear an engine, and we still hear the car alarm. But it's getting louder. It's getting louder, and it's getting closer. So we're thinking, is someone driving a car with a car alarm going off? And that's what we think actually happened, folks. We heard the car alarm drive past the podcast studio. Yeah. So we're thinking this car, where the car alarm was going off, was either being stolen or, again, the owner just simply didn't know how to deactivate the alarm. I'm thinking more stolen when the car was hotwired. I'm leaning towards that way, too. Wow. I mean, if we if we witnessed a theft just due to our, our hearing and what we saw... Um, Grand Theft Auto on a, on a pretty decent scale here at the Frugal Snobs. So, yes, it's the first time I've ever heard a car alarm go off, and then the car where the alarm was going off was driving by. <laughs> so I don't even think it's possible to set the alarm off with the engine on. I don't think so. I think, I think it was hot-wired, I think. It was weird. It was very, very weird. Anyway, other Bonehead of the Week award. Um, if you're going to steal a car, <laughs> you know. Make sure or, there's no alarm. Make sure there's either no alarm or you know how to basically deactivate it. Or, again, if you have a car with a car alarm, make sure you know how to operate and disable your alarm. That was weird. So, two Bonehead of the Week awards. My car won't get stolen. It's stick shift. That's right. Snowmobile will not get stolen. It's too difficult to operate. <laughs> so. You gotta have coordination, people. Very weird. Very, very weird stuff. One second, folks. I'm going to take a sip of my... Uh, pendulum Pilsner here before we get into the actual episode. Okay, so just a couple of updates as well uh, this week. Um, the new Starbucks program, as we talked about last week, uh, was rolled out, I believe, on Tuesday the 12th. Is that yes, correct? it was. Okay, so interesting program. Um, on the plus side, we have learned a little bit more about this program that's a little bit redemptive, so to speak. Um, if you are a current Gold member, you shouldn't really be affected um, by the changes to the program, other than, of course, your accruing of stars to maintain your gold status. Now, Christine and I are both proud Starbucks Gold members through 2017. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot more gold members with what they're doing right now. Oh, yes. So, apparently, Christina happened to see a, a promotion, I believe. 
Yeah, make a promotion here up until May. It's either the second, first, yeah, second. the first or second, and you're automatically gold after one purchase. So basically, all the work we've done to get to, to get to the levels, the welcome level, the green level, the gold level, is for nothing. So in essence, if you're new to Starbucks and the reward program, if you make a purchase through May second, yes, apparently you're suddenly a gold member now. Yes. Ridiculous. I'm hoping they get rid of the cards though, because those cards were really nice when we got the nice gold cards. They're not getting rid of those. So, wait a minute. So, you mean to tell me that all the work we did, all somebody has to do, some schlub. Make one purchase. Some schlub can just walk into their local Starbucks, make one purchase, and suddenly get sent an awesome gold card. Pretty much. Ridiculous. All they have to do is register, then use it. Have have I not complained about Starbucks before? Yes, and they're just getting uh, progressively worse. Annoying. Agitating. Yes. So. Okay. Sorry, I had to have a snob moment. Yes. All right. So, again, um, if you're new to the Starbucks Rewards Program, go check it out, everybody. Um, if you are a current reward member with Starbucks and you have achieved a particular level, um, I'm not sure how it would affect individuals who are currently green level. Or does that go away? or? I think they would also fall under the category <clears> of <throat> make a purchase you're automatically gold. Ugh. Horrible. Disgusting. I guess. All right. Well, fine. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't affect us. We're, We're gold members through, through 2017. So at any rate, everybody. Well, let's wait and see. They may change that for us. They they may. Because uh, it has to be a rolling six month period to maintain. That shouldn't matter though. If we're already gold through 2017. But anyway, um, if it doesn't affect your current status, I don't see why it would. But I guess we'll figure out more as we move forward. Okay, so I'm going to put down uh, my Pilsner here and put on my State Trooper sunglasses. <laughs> Everybody keeps calling them my State Trooper sunglasses. They're these really awesome mirrored uh, black sunglasses that make me look awesome. So, all right, so let's go ahead and get into the topic uh, this week, and we'll also have some updates for everybody toward the end of the episode for our big episode 50 and an announcement that we have coming out. So we hope that uh, you all will enjoy it. We hope you also all turn in... Um, you know, and uh, tune in next week, should I say, for episode 50. All right. Let's get into the episode. So this week's topic is the perfect storm. Now, um, the inspiration for this topic really came from very frequent changes in my own environment in my full-time role, and I wanted to share some of the wisdom that I've acquired over the years of my career when certain circumstances conspire uh, in a certain way that is outside of your control. Now, most recently in my full-time role, we've had a shakeup uh, in terms of how we do business and the movement of business units. So what that means is we have employees from other departments who are now joining our business unit, and we now have to work cohes- cohesively, mind you, together. So um, I just wanted to talk about this week how you can deal with that. Now, uh, many folks out there may get a little bit annoyed, perturbed, or afraid, or panicked when certain changes occur managerially that are outside of your control. I suggest everyone that you not do that. Don't get upset. Don't become afraid. Um, for me, I think that there's really some good things coming um, in terms of my future. Now, whether they're with my current employer or not, um, I haven't decided yet. But at any rate, if if certain circumstances change, I think that the few pieces of advice that I can give, at least within the context of this topic for the episode, are one, make sure you learn more about the new people that you'll be working with. Learn more about their skill sets. Learn more about what they've done in the past. Learn more about how they can be leveraged within the business unit and how they can work best with you. Second, learn how you can best work with them. What do you bring to the table that is unique? 
what can you do that they cannot? How can you reach synergies with one another really well? Um, I think that if, if you're able to do that and combine skills to be creative and to be collaborative, uh, to create and leverage uh, new capabilities, you will be well served uh, in the, within the new changed business unit or in the new entity, if you will, uh, within the organization. Um, a third item I would like to mention as well is there are many cases where you'll be working with individuals from other departments on a regular basis, but not under the same guise of a business unit or under the same management or leadership. And that can all change as the dynamics change. So um, definitely understand how the work you've done with others will change. So the past work that you've done, it may be different. The new environment may be different. There may be new roles and responsibilities. So your engagement with those individuals may also be different but always maintain the bigger role, always be cordial, always be professional, and I think you'll be okay. Um, a fourth item I wanted to talk about is how you can deal with management changes within a business unit. And a good example of that is in my environment, uh, my, my structure in terms of the dedicated services that we provide to our customer um, will change. Now, we're not sure if my direct management will now oversee the other individuals entering the business unit due to seniority. Uh, we're not sure about that yet, but I think one of the best things you can do, especially if you're working directly with a manager who might have an expanded set of responsibilities or duties with a shakeup or a new managerial change, one of the best things you can do, I think, is to continue maintaining that close managerial relationship such that you are not affected, and if you are affected, you're affected positively by those changes. So what I mean by that is, for example, in my role, since I am dedicated support for a customer and I work remote from the rest of my team in California, um, my responsibilities may change and move more into a leadership or planning-oriented role uh, here in the eastern United States. So don't be panicked by any changes that may occur managerially internally. Um, I think that typically those are for the best, and if you do panic, it may be to your detriment. So don't panic. Don't worry. Uh, just deal with things as they come to you. Be fluid. As Bruce Lee says, be like water. Um, and the best thing you can do is to just roll with the punches, so to speak. Um, if over time you feel that your capabilities, your skills may not be leveraged to your liking because of the new managerial adjustments, uh, it might be time for you to move on. Uh, if so, um, my suggestion there would be that you should move on gracefully. Uh, always keep your head up walk away on a positive note because your reputation follows you. I've talked about that on this show in the past. So again, from my perspective, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, we, we don't know what the future holds, but I wanted to bring everyone um, a set of uh, recommendations or some advice around uh, the perfect storm of circumstances. And again, it can be perfect or imperfect, if you will. Uh, but at any rate, always make sure that you take care of yourself. I think more than anything else, make sure you know what you bring to the table. Make sure what your mark, you know what your market value is. Protect yourself. Um, companies are important; they help build your career. But the person that takes care of you in the end is yourself, right? So at the end of the day, you are a corporation of one. You work for you. You protect yourself. So always keep that in mind. One second, folks. I'm gonna take a sip of my Pilsner here. Mm. All right, it's a very refreshing beer, by the way. Anything else that we have on the on the notes? Because um, I do want to continue the topic a little bit, but anything right. else on the notes? We have some show notes, folks. Well, I was saying, the only thing we made notes for for the intro, we didn't actually outline the actual topic. Oh, well. Half free reign. Just sitting here running my mouth, haven't I? Wow. Okay. 
So, um, again, I, I kind of want to keep an abbreviated topic with the perfect storm of circumstances, folks. I mean, I think everyone's circumstances are different, so I can't give exact advice to everyone. I mean, the only concrete advice I can give is to protect yourself, uh, be level-headed, don't and panic. How, how do you do that whenever you're under pressure? Well, I mean, I think for many people, um, pressure is relative, and you have to also identify is the pressure coming from above or is it pressure you're putting yourself under? Um, a number of business coaches, uh, which I disagree with business coaches, by the way, quite a bit. I think, quite frankly, a lot of business coaches tell you things that you already know. <laughs> They're just affirming things you already know. Um, but I think a lot of consultants and a lot of business coaches will tell you that you create your own reality. And I actually do agree with, one of, with that as one of the few things I agree with, with them. Um, is that you do create your own reality. Uh, you write your own ticket. I know everybody says, but I'm climbing the ladder and I'm trying to make it further in the company. At the end of the day, everybody, you work for you. Um, I know it's weird for me to say and it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, you work for you. Um, I can tell everyone who's listening to this episode, I've worked for several companies in my career, big companies, small companies, doing different things in IT, and yeah, you might keep in touch with people when you leave a company for a new role, but guess what happens? When you leave a role, guess what happens? It's all brand new. It's all brand new. N nothing is, is going to translate over fully, right? So the skill sets won't be exact. And quite frankly, a lot of the folks you used to work with, you're not going to work with again. Nine times out of ten, you will not work with them again unless you're in a very niche industry like telecommunications where it's classic that you'll work with other people over time. Typically, you'll work with a group of people maybe 10 years ago and then suddenly they're part of your team in a new part of the country or in a new company. Um, I've seen that happen more than once in my own lifetime. So um, that might happen in a niche industry, but in most cases you won't. Um, I mean, again, keep your, your reputation strong, keep the respect of those people, but you'll essentially never see them again. For example, uh, due to the departure of my former colleague in California that I was working with for our current customer to support them, I'll never see him again. I mean, I'm in Washington, D.C. He's in San Francisco. We're never going to probably see each other in life again. We'll stay friends. We'll probably correspond a little bit, but we probably won't ever see each other again. So when it comes down to pressure, I don't want to deviate too much. I think that pressure, you need to identify if the pressure is truly outside externality-based pressure or if it's internal pressure. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be internal pressure. You know, you want to do a good job. You want to perform. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you maintain a focus on, again, the level-headedness, control your pressure, and also make sure that management sees the value you bring through getting through difficult issues, getting things done, etc. If they don't see value in that, and they don't see value in you, and they don't reciprocate that vision of you to you in terms of whether it's a, a pay increase or new duties or training opportunities, et cetera, and they don't invest in you, why should you invest in them? You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Good point. So and what do you do whenever management tries to hold you back? Well, like I said, I think in the end you write your own ticket. And I think there are very um, wise approaches you can take to letting them know about that, letting them know about what your aspirations are. And if they feel that your skill set and your capabilities do not meet your desire, then either one of two things can happen. One, you can either continue to move forward and show them, and they hopefully will see that value, or two, 
your capabilities, your desires do not align with the management vision of your circumstances. And therefore, like I said, it's easier said than done. It might be better to move on. You have to protect yourself at the end of the day. You control your career. You work for you. You cannot blame anybody else but yourself. So at the end of the day, you are responsible for the decisions you make. And I've said before, the choices we make dictate the life we lead, and that's your personal life and your professional life. So um, I think a lot of people become institutionalized in their roles that, um, especially living here in the D.C. metro, it's, it's a culture of title here, it seems like. In other words, what do you do? Well, this is what I do. This is my job. This is my, my, my individuality is based upon what you call me at work. And I think it's stupid. I think it's absolutely asinine and ridiculous. You know, there's actually, um, for anybody out there uh, here in the States or also internationally, there's a, an old episode of the sitcom Cheers in which uh, folks are going into the manager's office there at the bar at Cheers uh, to discuss evaluations for performance. And there's a joke, an inside joke during the episode of everyone going in and out of the office. Uh, the first thing that Sam Malone, Ted Danson by the way, asking everyone coming out of the office what Ted, what Ted Danson says or what Sam Malone says is, you, you, you didn't let her give you a title, did you? You made her give you money, right? I agree with that. Titles don't really matter, everybody. They are so incredibly superficial, it they doesn't matter. They don't fill the wallet. No, they don't take care of you. They don't put food on your table. And quite frankly, I don't care what you call me. You can call me a senior analyst, but as a senior analyst, if I'm making a six-figure salary, you know, and a director at a small company might be making 66, 65, 70 grand a year, I'm sorry. You call me whatever you want. At the end of the day, it comes down to compensation. You know, it's just like if somebody tells you you did a good job, but then doesn't really reward you for that. You know what I mean? And there's a saying that um, an old colleague of mine, Chris St. Thomas, used to always say, and that is, kudos don't butter the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Kudos don't do anything without action. Don't tell me I did a great job. That's a great way of patting me on the back, helping yourself if you're my manager, and not rewarding me for anything. That's enslavement. That's exactly what that is. That is enslavement, and I, I don't play that game very well. The difference, folks, <clears throat> if you cannot hear it in my voice, is that I have confidence in myself. It's not arrogance. It's confidence. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. And there is nobody, nobody walking on the face of this earth that is ever going to dissuade me from doing or detract me from doing what I can do. Okay? I was born into this world alone. If I have to leave it alone, so be it. But if you're born into this world by yourself, then you're probably expected to do a lot by yourself. Make sense? So, to answer your question, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Got a bit of a tangent there. But I'm hoping everybody uh, took some benefit from the uh, Perfect Storm topic. Sorry, folks. I'm sitting here on a couch in the studio. Pillow just hit me in the arm. Christina moved it for me. So, again, so happens when you get a live show, right? Okay. Whew. That was a whirlwind topic. I apologize, everybody, for getting a little more passionate, but um, I think at the end of the day, you control your destiny. And take away the excuses. That's right. But you can also take away the experiences from a role, too, and learn. Mm -hmm. if, uh, if you're not learning from what other people uh, take into a role and you're not learning from the circumstances and you're not learning from what you can take away from a role, then you're not learning whatsoever. It's a shame on you, honestly, at the end of the day. Uh, your career is a journey, everybody. Things change, I guess is my point. You need to change with it, and you need to protect yourself at the same time. Don't feel scared. Um, be brave. And, you know, again, fortune favors the bold, if you will, and uh, do what you got to do. 
Um, and if you're not willing to do that, if obligations or responsibilities hold you back, then I think everyone has decisions to make. I know I've made mine, and I'm still making them. I make them every day. All right, folks, and along with those decisions, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the topic here. I don't want to beleaguer it too much. So um, a couple other things before we wrap up the episode, unless, Christine, you have any other comments on the topic? Nothing I can think of. Okay, so a couple of other items I wanted to talk about. Um, episode 50 is coming up for the Trolls Nuts podcast, so please, folks, uh, check that out next week, as I had mentioned at the top of the episode in the open. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you get out there and subscribe on iTunes or add us to your Stitcher playlist. It's the best way to catch this episode on a weekly episodic basis. If you're using a third-party podcasting network, go out to frugalsnobs.com. Check out the uh, drop-down menu. You can catch us around the web. Please do so. Uh, analytics are looking really good. Uh, our hits globally are looking really good. Uniques are looking really good. So we've got a lot going on. Posts are going out like crazy as well coming up. And again, like I said, the... Pendulum Pilsner will be going out shortly after the end of this episode, along with the Yingling Ice Cream review as well, so check that out. By the time many of you listen to the episode, uh, those reviews will be out as well at frugalsnobs.com for user eyes only, of course, if you're registered. So get out there and register if you haven't done so already. Um, that being the case, we're looking forward to episode 50. Uh, do you have any other questions, Christina? Any other topics you want to cover before we wrap this episode? Not that I can think of. You, know, you covered it quite well. All right, well, I'm going to finish up my beer here. We're going to ride off into the sunset enjoy the rest of our Saturday. I hope everybody else does the same. Be well. Never pay retail. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hey, everybody. This is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Brought Christina with me for a little bit of a podcast extra at episode 49 of the FrugalSnobs podcast. We felt we went into a little bit of a rant, well, I went into a little bit of a rant and a little bit of a tangent throughout that episode, but I hope everybody got some decent value out of it. Um, as you, everyone can tell, a lot of things are changing, and you got to change with it. But we thought we'd bring a little podcast extra, a chocolate review, and another quick drink review. So I'll let Christina kick off this review in the podcast extra with her chocolate review. What you got from Go Diva? Well, this week we have the Coffee Feather, and it actually ties in perfectly with all the things we've been sampling coffee-wise. So, any coffees, the Yingling Ice Cream, which, by the way, folks, um, again, we're putting out that review at FrugalSnobs.com, so check that out. Coffee Feather from Go Diva? Yes. Part of what collection? It is actually their 90th anniversary collection. You can get it in a nine-piece box. Did you say 90th? Yes. Wow, Go Diva's 90 years old. It's an old diva. Oh yeah, I bet she's still but, looking good. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, go ahead. This is actually this. Um, typically they put out a six-piece battalion or baton, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And this time they're actually doing a nine-piece box at a better value. Nice. Because normally you pay sixteen dollars for six pieces. That's here in the DC metro. Correct? Yes. Okay. Well, for nine, it is not twenty-four dollars. It is twenty. Nine pieces of chocolate for twenty dollars. Wow. She's a rich old diva. <laughs> She's really rich because if you buy, it works. You actually save four dollars by buying the extra mm, three pieces. I think that's funny. She's a rich old diva then. All right, so let's go ahead and give it a taste. All right. Well, just looking at it, uh, first off, it looks like it's a dark chocolate um, on top of a milk chocolate. So I'm kind of curious to see where the coffee's at. Is it soft or is it a harder chocolate to hold? And this um, it seems like it's a softer chocolate, but it's also been. Room temperature for probably about two hours. Okay. Give it a bite. Can you taste the coffee? In the aftertaste. Okay, so not in the foretaste, but in mm-hmm. the aftertaste? No, in the foretaste, it is definitely milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't really taste the dark chocolate. The milk chocolate really overpowered it. But the coffee's in the aftertaste. Excellent. All right. So, everybody, that's the Coffee Feather from Godiva. Godiva, if you will. <laughs> part of their 90th anniversary collection. Now, I am on the other end of the spectrum by having a Heavy Seas Gold Ale. 4.5% ABV from Clipper City Brewing from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, again, very similar to uh, the strength that we had with the Pendulum Pilsner. Now, I'm in drinks out of the bottle again, folks. So, again, served very cold, 45 degrees or so. Let's go ahead and give this a smell. No aromatics on this thing, everybody. Again, 4.5% ABV as an ale. It really reminds me, at least to the smell, of a standard commercial beer versus a microbrew. So you seems pretty weak. You could probably drink them all day, but let me go ahead and take a quick uh, sip. Ah, uh, yes. Believe it or not, everybody, I think it reminds me of, and this is not a bad thing, but a Budweiser Select. Um, so more of a commercial taste to the beer, but it is drinkable. has an interesting aftertaste, a little bit of a tartness to it. Um, I would consider this more of a pool beer, if you will. So what I mean by that is a swimming pool beer. So if you're out by a pool, um, if you have a pool, of course, uh, and you're enjoying uh, the, the weather during the summer, it'd be something you could drink by the pool pretty uh, safely. Again, you can enjoy pretty responsibly, weaker beer, so to speak, in terms of the ABV. Uh, you can enjoy it as a standalone, or I would enjoy this probably with typical pub grub, or like the Pendulum Pilsner, I would probably enjoy this with a cheeseburger. So... Um, very light to the taste. It's something that you could probably drink uh, all day, like I said, or if you're getting into just having a, a beer every once in a while or something to quench your thirst, definitely uh, something for you. Again, it's the Heavy Seas Gold Ale. I'd probably give this a three and a half star snob rating. And again, we'll place that post out at rulesnobs.com shortly. So, hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Uh, we're looking forward to episode 50. Be well, never pay retail, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.